Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Aladdin for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Aladdin for the Super Nintendo was developed and published by Capcom in all territories in November of 1993. Uh, once again, I had to go and double check for box art copies to make sure it <laughs> did come out in PAL territories and in Japan. But I'm thinking since it was a tie-in to the VHS release, that would be a worldwide. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Yes, because much like the Genesis version, as we mentioned last week, it was tied to the VHS release that came out one whole year after the movie was in theaters. Oh, mama. Now, there is much less about the development of this game than the Genesis version. But one thing I did find that was very interesting is that this game was directed by Shinji Mikami. Mm -hmm. And his first game was the Roger Rabbit, Who Framed Roger Rabbit game for Game Boy. Okay. And he directed this and then the Goof Troop game for Super Nintendo. Okay. And then he stayed with Capcom and developed a, a little known uh, horror title for the playstation uh called resident evil hmm ah, doesn't ring any bells no uh he then produced uh, a bunch of those he did uh directing duties on dino crisis okay and he came back and directed resident evil 4 which is the only resident evil i actually enjoy and i do that's like probably one of my top 20 games of all time yeah i i never really played a lot of resident evils but that's the one like you yourself have recommended. You're like, I think this would be the one to play if, you know. Mm -hmm. And he has a lot of producing credits on various Capcom games. Uh, but then he did direct uh, for Clover Studios the game God Hand. Okay. Which is a big favorite of a friend of the show, Bill, and yeah, his brother. Yeah. It's one uh, of those I, games I've really wanted to play over the years, but I think it's like trapped on the PlayStation 2. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never played it either, but again, heavily recommended. And then uh, most recently, he directed both entries in the Evil Within franchise. So still out there, plugging away, directing games. Seems to have done pretty well for himself. Indeed. Now, Aladdin, uh, interestingly enough, was the second highest grossing game that Capcom made for the Super Nintendo. Wow. Yeah, that just shows the power of the tie-in. Now, Nick, yeah. what is the number one game Capcom made for the Super Nintendo? As it Mega Man X? Oh, no, buddy. It's a game you bought at least oh. once. <laughs> Of course, yeah, Street Fighter 2. <laughs> yes, and I think they can kind of lump different versions in as like the same game. Yeah. But even I think without that uh, caveat, it would probably be their number one game. Yeah, for sure. Super popular, man. And finally, uh, this version of the game was ported to the Game Boy Advance, which is very interesting since the Game Boy got the virgin version of Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, that is. Man, I wonder, I wonder how that went down. Well, it's even weirder because it came out in 2004. <laughs> All right. And apparently got very bad reviews. It was not a good port. Oh, 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 fair enough. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Aladdin for the Super Nintendo? It is a side-scrolling action platformer. Indeed. And in this game, you can jump. And it's not a crazy squirrely jump like the Genesis version. Yeah. But it does have some weird things going on of its own. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It's got some somewhat similar issues, but I think to a lesser extent, you know. Indeed. It is a variable jump. You can kind of hold the button to get a higher jump or lower jump. And uh, in this game, you also attack. But in this game, you do not have a sword. You attack no, with those ever-present apples. Yes, Apple Laden is here. I, it's amazing that that's what they chose as his main attack in both games, even though <laughs> it's just from the very beginning scene of the movie. I, I'm wondering if like when they started development, they were just given like, you know, some drawings of what happened and maybe like the first 10 minutes of footage. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it could very well have been like, well, we need something for him to throw. And that's the only thing that stood out in the in the movie or you know what I mean? Where they're like, we just need something to attack at a distance. And well. It's going to be apples. And also in this game, the apples have a limited uh, supply. They are ammunition. Yes. And you find them throughout the level. But in this one, I never came close to running out of apples. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you find them everywhere, and you get like 10 of them per apple you collect, so yeah, throw them away. And also, you know, going back to that jump, in this one, you can jump on top of enemies to defeat them. Yeah, that is your second type of attack, but it is super awkward. It is. You have to be straight on top of them. You know what? You really got to aim it, kind of. And not just that, but when you dismount from the enemy, you do like a weird flip, Mm -hmm. and I don't like it. It's it is quite strange, and it it changes your trajectory off of it. It's not like a normal like a Mario jump off of a creature. No, it is just extremely awkward. And sadly, that is usually your best means of dealing with an enemy. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I mean it's free as well. So yes, it is. Now you can uh, run in this game as well, although I never did. Yeah, me either. Really, <laughs> if you hold down the Y button, you do run faster. And you can duck also, but I also don't think that ever came into play for combat or... I mean, I I was ducking sometimes, but I don't know if it was ever required or necessary, really, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, also in, like, the Genesis version, Aladdin can, you know, shimmy across things. But in this game, you hold on to ledges when you get to the edge of things. And it's a huge part of the gameplay and the way you move around the world. Yeah, yeah. And you get... This is, you know, again, Shades of Prince of Persia here. But I think the level design in this game makes it where your jump is kind of weird, but being able to grab onto ledges kind of mitigates it a bit. Yeah, and it's very forgiving. Like, I don't know what the hitbox or criteria is for that ledge grab, but oftentimes I would grab a ledge when I didn't think I was going to be able to. Yeah, yeah. In this version, you also have health. That's right. You have a life meter. I think, what do you start with? Three hearts? You do. And they are hearts. Each hit is one heart taken away. And it was an embarrassingly long period of time into the game until I realized that my heart meter was increasing. Uh, yeah, I I knew kind of about, well, I don't know. We can get to it in the item sections. But yeah, I was, I'm in the same boat where it was later on when I figured out the true mechanics of what was going on. And I was like, ah, oh, what a fool I am. Yes, I I would have changed my early gameplay uh, style a little bit had I known. And of course, you have lives as well. Yes, sir. You start with three lives. Yeah, I think so. And instead of continues in this game, you do have passwords, although they are very awkward. I mean, they are weird because it's just four pictures or portraits of different characters, you know, so you do have to write that down. But there are only four characters, so I, I give them the points for that. My biggest problem is that two of them start with A. So you can't just use an initial. Yeah, that does suck. (laughs) Okay, so you can also collect, I think in the first level, you get a rug. It's not the magic rug. Oh, it's okay. I was very confused about this. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, like a like a cloth. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a parachute. Yeah. And I guess I never realized what I was what this was. I okay. I knew about it, but I thought that it was like disposable, like you could only use it for a certain amount of time or something, but it's not. It's just an item that you get once. And then anytime you're jumping, you can press whatever button and then you can kind of glide down. Now, that's in each level, though. You don't carry it from level to level, correct? No, you do. (laughs) I didn't even use it till like halfway through the game when I was like, oh, my God, this is easy. (laughs) It's so easy. (laughs) Like, I don't think you even lose it if you use a password because I don't think it spawns in... But I'm not 100% about that. Well, I feel fairly foolish about not having used this rug, even though I know I had it in my inventory because I saw the little icon there. Yeah, yeah. But I don't feel as bad because this game never asks for much from you in in the world of jumping until like the very end of the game. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's definitely not necessary, but you get it so early. I don't even know why it was an item to begin with. Why didn't you just always have it, you know? Yeah. Well, and then once you have that rug, you can use the, what is it, R button to glide with it? I think so. Cool. And I mean, yeah, it just takes the game from easy to easier, I guess. (laughs) All right. Well, also throughout the levels, you're going to find a whole variety of items, mainly food. Mm -hmm. But you'll also find, as you said, apples. And a lot of these will be inside pots that you have to jump on and then flip over. Yes, pots or sometimes treasure chests. And I don't like the pots because then they shoot out one of the sides of it. Yes, it is weird and hard to uh, <laughs> kind of aim it, you know, depending on which way you're facing when you jump on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, the apples, uh, there's each apple is f- 10 apples in your ammo select collection. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to find bread and a loaf of bread will fill one heart. Yes. You'll also find the roasted chicken and that's fills all the hearts. Yeah, good stuff. Also, in the levels you're going to find like a heart in an orb. And I only found one of those ever. Yeah, I know I found, I'm not sure exactly. I think there are some in chests as well. 
Yeah, I just found just... one in a chest. And that okay. increases the number of hearts in your heart meter. Yeah. And then there are emeralds everywhere. There are red emeralds and green emeralds. Yeah, the the green ones count as one, and the red emeralds count as three. Okay. And I wish I would have gotten more emeralds early on because 100 emeralds is an extra heart in your health bar. Yes, and it refills your life when you hit it. Oh, cool. I didn't know this until way too late in the game because I was like, I don't care about emeralds. It's just an extra life, right? Yeah. But no, it's it's extra health. Now, in my defense, the manual says it gives you a one up. Ooh. So they lied. That is quite a lie. Ooh. And then also, I don't know if it's every single level, but I'm guessing it is. Uh, there's a chest that has a scarab in it. Yeah, another item I didn't quite get at first, because when you say open the chest or the jar or whatever, it'll start flying out. And I thought, okay, great, I got the scarab. But no, then you have to chase it and grab it. And it's usually, you know, comes out in an area that's not easy to get to right away. Like you have to either jump off of an enemy or some other thing to get it. Yeah, it is tough in like horizontal levels because it's a lot of times it's flying right up by the top of the screen and maybe you can't even get up there. Yeah. And if you do get the Scarab, though, it gives you access to the bonus game at the end of the level. Yeah. And the bonus level is pretty nice. It's got the genie there, his finger on a spinning wheel. Mm -hmm. And then you, you just press a button to stop it. You don't really have any kind of control. Not really. Yeah. And on that wheel, you can either get a star, which is a credit or an extra continue. Yeah. A heart, which is a one up, a one up or a two up, which is what they are. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the genie. And if you get the genie, that's another way to get an extra chunk of your life meter. Yeah. And I think if you already have, you know, your your heart meter maxes out at 10. So if you're already full, then I wouldn't know what that's like. (laughs) Me either, man. (laughs) But (laughs) but yes, if you if you already have a full maximum number of hearts, he gives you three up instead of an additional heart meter spot pretty cool now there are two levels where you are flying on the magic carpet Mm -hmm. and when you're doing that controls are just up down left right moves the carpet around that's it yeah yeah you don't you don't have any other anything else going on and there is a uh options screen when you start the game yeah but it lets you change your controls uh scheme which is kind of nice oh always and then there is a music test uh sound mode but nothing to do nothing to change uh difficulty or anything like that in here yeah all right nick this is capcom we know they have some good manuals and as we know from the genesis version disney was not shy about sharing all of that aladdin artwork (laughs) so did it find its way into this manual for the super nintendo version um well a little bit did uh this is much smaller. It's only 17 pages. Mm. It, it is full color, and there's a lot of screenshots there, and the art is pretty much, there's just three pictures. There's one of the genie, one of Aladdin and uh, Abu, and one of Jafar. So, I mean, they're there, but they, they look good. They're color, you know. Cool. And, you know, it gives you a little bit of the story, which is kind of the start of the traditional, or the, it's like the start of the movie, kind of, where it's, but it is kind of cool, because it's from Jafar's point of view, where he's like, I sent in this guy and to the Cave of Wonders after I found it and he got killed. And now I got to find the diamond in the rough. Hmm. And the game itself, it does a good job of walking you through the story beats as well. Yeah, it's much more it's much closer to the actual movie than the Genesis version. Now, this version, uh, since it does have a password, does it give you any place to write those passwords down? It does at the at the very end. You know, most of it's awesome. pretty standard. You know, it goes through all your controls and your items. It tells you the wrong thing about emeralds. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. And yeah, there's the one page for your passwords at the end. And the scan I looked at had all of the passwords and little kid handwriting. So I loved it. That's awesome. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Aladdin for Super Nintendo? Well, uh, I I think I mentioned this last week. I played it a little bit. I think my my younger brother had rented it once or or something. You know, I I played it a bit. It wasn't uh, you know at that point I was like, well, yeah, platformers are a dime a dozen, so I didn't really give it much of a go. Yeah, uh, I think I've mentioned in the past that at this point, what are we in nineteen ninety three? Yeah. Yes, I was a full blown teenager at this point, and 
the only thing my Super Nintendo was being used for was role playing games. Right, right. So I never even looked at this. <laughs> but I did know it existed, and I was aware of the rivalry between the two versions of the game. Yeah, I do specifically remember dismissing this because I was like, whatever, you get a sword in the other one. It must be better. Indeed. So then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with Aladdin for the Super Nintendo? Well, I beat this game. Um, it was in two plays. I was really kind of taken, you know, I played the few levels actually last week just to kind of compare with the Genesis version, you know? Uh-huh. And then when I when I came back to it, I had gotten, I don't know, I was like level three or four before. That's when I found out about the rug. And I was like, oh, geez, this is even easier. Like That's probably better than finding out about it when you're recording a podcast about the game. <laughs> well, I, yeah. So I played through to the end. I wasn't planning on beating it that day, but I just was able, to, it was so easy that I made it to the last level. And that was... Really up until the final boss, you know, there was only, and even that was only moderate trouble, you know? Yeah, I beat this game in two sittings. Uh, I I was ready to go the long haul, you know, as uh, we did with the Genesis one, where I was like, all right, I'm going to strap in and play this a couple times. But no, it was just so breezy. I flew right through that first half of the game and the second half as well. I mean, I save stated for convenience sake at the beginning of levels, but Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever, the only only time I really save stated to save my bacon was a, at the boss fight at the end, just to, you know, yeah, yeah I did have to because, do it a thousand times. Yeah, if you die and continue, you have to do that whole level over. So I was like, ah, I, I had a save there. So I would just, I think I used it once or twice just to figure out the patterns. But I don't, I really wouldn't have needed it. I had plenty of, I had four or five continues at that point, plus the password. So I wasn't worried about that, you know. Same. All right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that this game has some pretty good controls, some very nice graphics, but some very bland gameplay. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. You know, this game definitely felt better after having played the Sega one and its frustrating controls and hitboxes. Yes, it felt very soulless compared to that one. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, on paper, you know, aside from just being like, I want a sword <laughs> as a kid, but... When you look, you know, like, okay, you want to, you know, it just sounds more interesting, uh, or the Sega Genesis does, you know, this one, you're just, you're just going through levels. Um, yeah. That's it. <laughs> like, and that's the, that's the big, biggest problem is like, you're just kind of going through levels. And, you know, I complained about the airplane hangar style of the levels in the other one. Mm-hmm. And I like the level layouts in this one more because in a lot of them, you kind of have like a lower track and a higher track if you can kind of figure out where to go and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But I just... I don't know, something about this this version, everything looked great and everything sounded all right. Yeah. I just never was like, man, I feel like I'm doing something fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, because you don't really have, you're just jumping through levels, you know, and it's not as interesting or doesn't have as many mechanics, I guess, as say Super Mario World or something. You know, you're like, I've got apples, I got a rug, let's let's go. And, and, and you know, it's fine for what it is, I guess. It's just so like simplistic. It feels like a, Almost like an NES game, you know? Yeah. And that weird jump you do off of enemies, like it it makes it so every enemy you encounter is super deliberate. Yeah. Like you have to be like, okay, I'm going to run up and then jump and land right on the middle of it and then do my little jump off of it to the thing I need. When I feel like, you know, the style of Aladdin and everything makes me want to like run and jump and be like this acrobatic, cool guy. Yeah. I mean, the rug does help that a lot because you can kind of aim yourself as you descend. And there mm-hmm. are going back and looking through some maps of the levels. I, you know, I realized, especially the early levels where I'm like, man, if I'd have been using this rug, I could have just sailed over most of this entire level, you know? Yeah. But I mean, is that good? Well, I mean, there are and it, there's gems and there's a little bit to find up there, but it's um, it's just it's so easy that it just seems weird. I don't know. <laughs> now, uh, the music in this game. There are some decent renditions of the various songs from the movie, Mm -hmm. but none of them have like the richness that the Genesis version did. No. um, And, you know, it just it does sound like a kind of I don't know if it's stock SNES, you know, sound samples or, or, you know, it has similar like instrumentation sounds to other Capcom games, you know, very much so. But there are a couple songs in there that really made me feel like I was playing Final Fantasy 2 or three. Oh yeah. I don't know. There's something about them. They were just like, they felt like out of place. Like they were just like a uh, background music for an RPG, not, mm, yeah, you know, adventuring yeah, yeah. music in an action game. Yeah.
Yeah, and you know the graphics too were a big draw for the Sega Genesis. Here they're they're fine, but they're you know and they're definitely faithful. You know you know what you're looking at, but they're not animated to the same degree. It doesn't really grab you that way. Well, I think that's the biggest problem with them because you know seeing them still, they do look really good, even though they are more I think um, constrained to be video game proportioned. Mm-hmm. Like Aladdin fits in that perfect player box, you know? Yeah. But it's just the lack of animations compared to like the richness of them in the Genesis version. It's like if I would have played this version first, I think it would have been perfectly fine. And I might have been like, oh, this was really great. Yeah. But after seeing the other ones, I was just like, oh, Aladdin, you just look so plain. And he is pretty well animated. But, you know, like like I said, not to the Sega Genesis version extreme but there is a, a kind of similar where the animation gets in your way like you can't just turn in place he turns around and takes a step so if you're on like a yeah. platform it's like you have to learn to not try to do that indeed now my favorite thing about the animations and graphics of this game is abu oh sure yeah he looks great not only does he look great i love the fact that he kind of exists independent of you in a lot of these levels yeah and he kind of yeah, he'll run ahead or be perched up on a thing and pop out. And it's just, I love that. To me, that was like the best part of this game. Like, <laughs> oh, what is that? What is Abu doing? Where's he coming in from? Like, I would have loved that in, in any other game where you have like a sidekick or a pet or something. Like, it makes yeah. the world feel much more lived in. It makes it feel like a character that's in there with you. Sure, yeah. Now, this game does have uh, some boss fights. Yeah, but they're not too tough. <laughs> no, they're all extremely easy and I'm going to say a little disappointing. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing really. I'm not like I was never like, here's a really cool boss fight. But I will say that after struggling to control myself in the Sega Genesis one, I was just so happy to be able to like, oh, okay, I know what to do here. And that's it. And there's no surprises. And it's over. Yeah. But that's not exactly a selling point for a game. You know, exactly. Yeah, I I I found myself in this same exact position. But I, I guess my biggest problem with this game is that even though it has really good graphics, Pretty mm-hmm. good backgrounds and and good music. It just feels like it's missing something. I don't know what it is, but it's just there's nothing in there that makes me want to come back to this game. This is a good example of, you know, how I mentioned earlier, where I was like, I don't mess with platformers anymore because there were so many on the Super Nintendo. And a lot of them were like this, where it's like, yeah, it's not bad, but it's it's nothing new or, you know, like just kind of, yeah, running, jumping. That's it. That's not quite enough always, you know? Oh, uh- I know, and I found out the hard way this week. Oh. Well, this is it, folks. The level-by-level portion of our show. And this game has seven stages or levels. Each one separated into three or four little parts. Mm -hmm. sometimes one more part than i thought was going to be or was necessary (laughs) well yeah and in between each level and at the beginning of the game there are cutscenes that tell you the story of the film very faithfully i might add yeah pretty much the cutscene parts maybe not the levels as much right right and it's interesting to see how they chose to do their cutscenes versus the genesis version yeah yeah whereas the genesis version really tried to emulate what you saw in the movie with their graphics i thought it was interesting that in this version they kind of just did their own visual take on the scenes that were going to happen yeah more like approximations of what of the movie exactly and i thought that was pretty cool i i really enjoyed some of them and the way they re kind of cut things or the way the characters like moved and looked yeah but of course this is an aladdin game so you must begin on the streets of agrabah Ah, uh, yes. And, you know, pretty good looking stuff here. Not quite. You know, we should say your sprites larger in this game. So the levels have a, a, a more zoomed in feel than mm-hmm. the Sega version. And I did like the fact that the backgrounds and the levels are much more colorful and varied colors as well. Yeah, yeah. And in this first uh, stage, you're going to be fighting a lot of the same enemies you fought in the other game. Uh, those palace guard type guys. Yep, yep. But in this one, they're much easier to deal with. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, it, well, because you can just jump on them. You don't have to <laughs> run up. You know, it is a little tricky to target, you know, at first, but you can just pass them by. Uh, the real problem enemies you're going to deal with in this first level are the very bizarre and somewhat creepy pots overturned with chicken feet coming out of them. 
Yeah, little little chicken pots come running at you. And the harder enemy is the palace guard that has the bow and arrow. Oh, sure. The archers are the worst. Yeah. Yes, because uh, it's just a very awkward timing and they can change their shot to be wherever you are. Yeah. And, you know, that's another you don't have a sword, so you have to jump on them and they're shooting at an arc up. So it can be tricky to get in there without taking a hit sometimes. And they like a lot of enemies in this game. Your apple does not kill them. It just stuns them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And some guys with swords will just cut them in half, you know, and you can never hit them with apples. Which is why about two or three levels into the game, I just stopped using apples almost entirely. Yeah, I mean, for s certain situations, but your jump is your main attack, not, not the apples. Indeed. And then there is another gameplay mechanic we didn't touch on in the gameplay section, sadly, that is a huge part of this game, and that is the swinging from objects. Yeah, you'll frequently have a little pole sticking out a, a building and you can swing on it. You, you know, you have a little kind of set momentum. And then when you you can press your jump button when you reach the end of your swing and you'll jump off of it. Now, it is kind of weird, though, because you can't get the same arc backwards that you get forwards. No, you know, you have to if you want to turn around and do it, then you have to jump off and then grab the thing again from the other side. It does create some very awkward uh, jumping scenarios. There's also posts sticking vertically out of the ground frequently. Sometimes they're like stalagmites or rocks that you can bounce off of too, kind of like the enemies. It's that awkward flip bounce though. Yep. So it oh, really yeah. takes a long time to, to figure that one out. And like we said, uh, this level is, is broken into multiple parts. So there's the first portion, which is like the normal town. And then the second portion is kind of the ruins or rundown section of town. Yeah, real quick though, the very first level, the second building, there's your rug at the very top. Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't know why you don't just it have it. You know? looks like a scroll. Yes. Yes, it does. So I guess get that rug and use it. Use it to your heart's content. But yeah, so second part is, you know, you have, yeah, outside scaffolding, ruiny. More of the same. Yeah. Some guards now have uh, barrels they throw at you. Yeah. So avoid the barrels. And then uh, in the third section, it's becoming dusk. And this is where we start finding some pit deaths. Yes. And I, I did uh, die here foolishly a couple times because I didn't really understand how to interact with the clotheslines. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. You have to jump and grab onto the laundry and then use it as your zip line. <laughs> and then you also get your first swinging platforms. Yeah, and they're tricky. I mean, you can grab onto the edge of any platform. So, and that's kind of how they'll goodness. tempt you to, you know what I mean? Like, oh, there's a. a a gem under there, but I was always like, not worth it, not even trying. Yeah. Although now I might have tried a little harder for some of those gems. Oh, I definitely would have if I'd have known. You know, I just was like, no, whatever. They're just lives. But knowing that it's life points, ooh, that's that's how you get me. Indeed. And then the final section, just some more guards until the very end when you come across, well, a merchant trying to cut the hand off of a disguised Princess Jasmine. Oh, that thief. And this is your first boss fight. Yeah, and he's nothing too special. So yes, this merchant, you stop him from uh, maiming your future girlfriend slash <laughs> possible wife. And it's an interesting fight because I don't know if you can hit him with apples. Uh, you can jump on his head. And when you do, he'll get like enraged and start slashing like a whole bunch. Yeah, Berserker Barrage style. Exactly. And then he calms down for a moment and then does like, a couple real slow, big swings. And when he reaches back to swing, that's when you jump on him and you start the process all over again. Yeah, a little weird. I um, It took me a minute to realize the window where you could actually hit him mm -hmm. instead of just jumping on him, getting slashed or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, and at this point in the game, you don't have very much health, so. No. So be careful. And, uh, you know, if you keep your wits about you, though, this guy's not hard. No, no. Save that Jasmine. Well, you do. But you are caught by the palace guards and thrown into the dungeon where you meet the disguised Jafar and he convinces you to go to the Cave of Wonders. Sounds wonderful. Well, and the first part is not too bad. It is very cave-like and uh, it's got some cool backgrounds. You see some some stairways in the back and whatnot. But again, yeah. this is a weird level because there are these stalactites hanging mm -hmm. from the ceiling. Yeah, and you can swing off them in the same manner as you would like one of those poles in the previous level. But here, after you swing like once or twice, they will crumble and fall. Yeah, so you really only have one chance to do it. Yeah, and you need to be careful because they're almost always over spikes. 
Yep. And this level also has bats in it, but these bats are nothing compared to the other bats of the Genesis game. Oh, oh yeah. You can, they just you go can... back and forth on a path and you just chuck an apple at them. Yes. Easy peasy. Now, there is a section with some crumbling, uh, you know, ground beneath you that's a little harder. Man. But yeah, there's it's weird because even the parts that are even moderately difficult platforming, I didn't use my rug. I didn't use it here. So I'm just like, wow, even easier. Yeah. And what's really cool, though, is towards the, the end of this part, there's a giant like a, a fall that you have to take. Mm hmm. But when you do, you leave the cave proper and enter the land of treasure. Yeah, lots of heaps of gold and coins and stuff. Yeah, there's a weird enemy you only fight here, I think. It's just like that suit of armor. Yeah, it's like animated or it kind of it's it's like in the treasure and comes out. And there's a couple of those like pairs of swords that walk like legs. They jump out and I don't like them. No, no, you can jump on them and kill them. So that's not a big deal. Yes. And at the very end of this area is the rug. Yeah. You find uh, the magic carpet, but you don't get to ride it yet. Not quite, because you might think so, like, oh, I'm going to do the flying stage. But no, there's something else in store. Something much less fun than flying. <laughs> it is a underwater river section. Yeah, you're kind of like you're on like a log flume or something where you have to ride these wooden logs that keep going left to right. And, you know, there's it's more awkward than anything else. Well, yeah, it's just slow. Um, there's a point where it's like there will be these ropes with the you have to pull down. You have to jump on it and tug down to open gates to get through. Yep. It's just about timing, waiting for the next log to come for you. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll see some more of those uh, statues that you destroyed a bunch of in the Genesis version. Yeah. That's the um, statue. If you're wondering why it's in both, uh, that's that's where uh, Abu takes the, yeah. the gym you shouldn't take. Yeah, yeah. And sets off the whole end of the world shenanigans in the case a boo you fool he is a fool and at the end of this level though is apparently looking at this map one of those heart crystals that gives you another heart yeah i don't remember if i got this one i can tell you i did not i went straight for the lamp at the top because i know there's a couple that are just in chests somewhere you know and once you've taken that lamp all heck breaks loose and, and now you are in the fire lava level yeah are there a lot of active volcanoes in the Middle East? Uh, I mean, I'm, I don't know about volcanoes. I know there's like a major tectonic boundary going through, you know, I'm guessing like, that's uh, where we're at then the Red Sea and stuff. So, well, either way, you're in the lava now. Yeah, yes, you are. And this was uh, I had played through this a few times. This this was I was at first I was like, this is a little tough because, you know, lava will kill you if you fall in it. And there are fireballs that shoot out that will only hurt you. But they also stun you, so you almost always fall in the lava. Yeah, yeah. And there's some pretty long jumps you got to make in this area. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, I had a, a bit of a tough time with this level. And then this is where I was like, oh, wait, I discovered this rug. And it made it just so much easier. I can only imagine. Because for me, the hardest part was towards the end where you have to do those that awkward flip jump off of those little spires over the lava. Yeah, it's a little like hand plant or something. Mm-hmm. But when you're done with that, you get to move on to everyone's favorite stage, the rug level. Yes, and you are racing down a cavern, being chased by a giant wave of lava. Uh, P.S. That was a total sarcasm. I really dislike this level a lot. Oh, what? I just found it like you move so slowly. It is like, a little weird. I, I didn't, didn't really seem like I was like, I just, I, I thought it'd be like an exciting adventure. It's really just dodging boulders falling from the ceiling while this lava wave surges periodically and you got to move to the front of the screen and back and don't even think about touching the floor or ceiling of rocks because no, no. that's an instant death as well oh yes it is so you want to be careful with that luckily while this level is a little tougher because it's a lot of like one hit kills it's not that long no it's not but also not that fun it's all right though because once you're done you have rescued the genie and just like in the Genesis version, the creators of this game can't help themselves. No. They want to they get into some wacky land territory, so you get to go inside the lamp. Yeah, and this is a weird, bizarre, pastel, pink and blue world with lots of genie hands and clouds. And, and faces. Don't forget those genie faces oh, and heads yeah. everywhere. Genie, genie platform heads. But unlike the Genesis version, where it makes sense that there would be no enemies in this lamp to kill you, there are enemies in this lamp trying to kill you. Sure. Lots of uh, there's the pots, flying pot, bird pots. Mm -hmm. They're not fun. And pit deaths. Mm, yeah. Although, I mean, they don't really ask much of you in this level. 
Uh, there's a lot of moving platforms, but since yeah. you can like hang off the edges of all of them, they're never like a really hard jump. Oh no. And again, if you got that rug out, baby, you can just fly past so much of this stuff. Like <laughs> It's so easy. Uh, the only, I think hard part was the section at the end where the genie himself appears and you have to wait for him to create the yeah. jumping spots, mm-hmm. but he does them so slowly. Oh yeah. It's not <laughs> just be patient and you're good. Yeah. The only problem is that some of the things he creates are those platforms that make you do your handstand jump. Mm-hmm. So you have to like jump in place and it's just a little hard to, you got to be real careful. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second portion of this lamp is uh, a little different. You have a bunch of genie head balloons now that you can hang on to. Mm -hmm. They have a little handle down and you can swing off that or you can jump on top and they will burst, but you'll bounce off a la your weird handspring jump. Yeah. And they do uh, ascend. So if you don't, jump away from them soon you'll either go off screen or because he's apparently a very twisted genie there's a layer of spikes through a lot of it (laughs) and he's popping his own balloon head on them and you will fall to your death yeah Yeah. and really just lots of jumps and handsprings and swings here and they are all made almost effortless by the rug and i mean it's a cool looking level yeah I do like the Sega Genesis one better, I think, Agreed. thematically. but It looks more like what I think the inside of that lamp would look like. Unlike the third part, which is... Disgusting. Start, it starts off horrifyingly. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? Because you're ascending vertically through this, uh, I guess, kind of tower, but the, the walls are lined with giant genie faces with tongues that are extending and retracting at angles, and you use them as platforms to go up. I don't want to be climbing anyone's tongue especially not this genies no i mean it's not hard a, it's just gross <laughs> yeah maybe a classy uh tongue stairway but right this uh oh, you do have this and... weird like the jumping portion mm-hmm. where it's like the spring heads but they're not hard either yeah you sail right through all this it's uh it's the, the final part is the harder one where you really figure out the genie is trying to actively kill you <laughs> as he has these blocks with his face in them and as soon as you step on them they just fall away trying to drag you down to your doom yes but you can do it aladdin but like you said if you have that uh the rug apparently this would be way easier it wasn't very hard without the rug so yeah yeah i i agree now one thing i didn't mention that i kind of wish i did in our general chat is that the end of every level has like an arrow telling you this is the end Mm -hmm. but then it's just like boom you were very unceremoniously done with the level yeah, you don't get a lot of, uh, if you didn't get a scarab or something, there's no real ceremony, you know? No, it's just boom, right on to the next thing. Or a cutscene. All right. Yeah, and then here, here's something I wanted to ask you. So you beat this level, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the scene with the next one, it's like Abu too squirrely and jumps off the, 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 the rug, rug and then goes to this pyramid. Is this in the movie? No, this is okay. a wholly new <laughs> thing that they've invented for this game. Which is strange. Yeah. So in this new made up level, uh, you are now in a pyramid. Which yeah, lots of I sand. Don't think that's how geography works, but I don't know exactly. No, I mean, unless you're flying down to Egypt. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I that's, in- that's and, and as far as I'm aware of the mystical land of Agrabah is really supposed to be the Middle East, correct? Yeah, I mean, I, I would have thought more like Babylon or, you know, uh, well, I can tell you this. Rock. Yes, originally uh, it was supposed to be, I think, Iraq or Afghanistan. Or, I mean, it is Arabia, so eh, maybe you're in there, Saudi Arabia. But either way, pyramids are a bit of a, a bit of a trip. Well, you know, good old-fashioned racism says that <laughs> all those desert people are the same. They're all pyramids. So it's all pyramids out there. Yeah, yeah. I think you, if you live in the desert, you probably live in a pyramid, right? I think so. They look great. They do. And the pyramid level... It's got some new interesting things going on. Uh, first of all, sand. They're mm-hmm. like uh, sand rivers flowing out of giant snake heads. Yeah, so you get a bit of a conveyor belt effect there. Yeah, which I didn't realize at first, and it really messed me up at one portion here. Uh, the other thing is some new enemies. You get these weird sand bats or whatever they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some archers here, too. They're back. Oh, uh, they've changed pain. clothes, though. They now have a different color scheme. Huh? Yeah. But they're the exact same. But, and yeah. I, all in all, I found especially... This first part of the level to be super easy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really start getting harder until the second portion, which again, yeah. if you have that rug, is probably not hard at all. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like you scale up some stuff at the very beginning, you know, fight some of those chicken pots. But then you get to a more platforming section with these moving snake platforms you have to jump on. Well, and they are the kind of platform that forces you to flip jump off of. Yeah, they usually have a nearby real platform. So, but if you just jump off them, like you can skip most of it in two jumps, probably with the rug. So, pretty, yeah. pretty chill. Uh, the last portion gave me a lot of trouble. So, wish I wish I was using that rug. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just a series of like six of them in a row, all going yeah. at weird angles. And then the final portion introduces this new chain mechanic, which is kind of cool. Yeah, where these chains are going up and down, you know, from the ceiling to the floor, and they have spots you can grab onto and then swing and jump from. Yeah. But again, not hard. It's just a different, gotta... slightly different flavor of swing jumping. There's a few archers there. Um, at the very end of this level, you will see the first, I think, of those sword enemy. The ones that throw the spinning sword? Yeah. And you can jump on that spinning sword. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, because it can be tough to not take a hit and jump on him normally, you know? Right. And then you have the boss of this level. You get yeah, to a room of. that has a sarcophagus and some treasures, and a sarcophagus head drops down and starts moving around. Yes, but fear not. It's just a boo. That's right. You hit it once, and it's a total fake out, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Okay, so after this, you go to an interesting flying level where it's just you and Jasmine, and, and it's the whole new world kind of scene, but it's just kind of a bonus level where you fly and collect uh, emeralds, lots of them. Yeah, it's awesome. And they went to the trouble of showing you in your Prince Ali outfit. This is my favorite look of the game because the sprites are slightly different. So they have that classic Konami look where, mm -hmm. with no face. You know what I mean? Like Simon yeah. Belmont or Russian Attack. Oh, I love that. I love that style. So I loved it here. And it's great because when you are on the rug with her, like it really highlights like you banking the angles of the rug when you go up yeah. and down and stuff. Uh, and like you said, it's just a, a nice little breezy level where it plays this song. And you yeah. just collect gems. I love it. Yeah. No no way to die or anything. So Yeah. The song ends and that's it. You've you've had your fun little date with uh Princess Jasmine and she realizes you're not just some stuck up prince like all the others. Yeah, that's right. You're a cool dude. Diamond yep. in the rough. But it's not all fun and games because of course, as longtime fans of the movie know, it's not all happy. At this point, Jafar has brainwashed the Sultan and taken over. Oh, he's worm-tonguing it. He is. He's going to marry her, and now it is Jafar's palace. Stage Ooh, seven. The final stage. So, level seven, Jafar's palace, is really chock full of a lot more enemies than the other levels. Yeah, it's it's definitely the most enemy-heavy for certain. Yeah, but they also have a ton more health in it. They know you're going to be taking some hits. Yeah, man, and it's uh, by this point, I had kind of gotten the hang of the bounce mechanic and with that rug it's like you can just keep bouncing over enemies there's there's nothing really to gain here at this point no and there are some interesting new things though like the uh really creepy looking uh like the death spikes from the ceiling yeah with the weird skull, skull. face yeah. yeah and there are snakes in the wall yeah and uh, what do they do i don't even remember what they do you, just, you can jump on their heads but do they drop like fire or something i think so this was a big part of me just bouncing, flying. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, mean, I was just trying to get through this level yeah. as soon as possible. Uh, you know, the second portion, you get to see Iago for the first time. Oh, yeah, and he drops skulls at you. Skulls that, like, bounce around forever. Yeah, I would just try to run past them as best I could. Um, and the sky is getting dark and, like, full of lightning at this point, so it's pretty cool. The hardest part is this just wave of archers you got to get through. Yeah, it's they're no fun, man. You want to... If you can't just jump over them, then it's best to, you know, I guess, stun them with an apple and take them out, you know? Uh, yes. And then the final portion is the worst for a couple reasons, but mainly because it is the return of fire. Oh, yeah. And there is no way to get through this fast. No, because the fire, it's, you know, there is a, a floor to this level, but there's a fire rising and lowering. So you have to make sure you're at a high point when it gets up there. Yeah. And so they're just, it's one of those levels where you're just waiting for the tide to go down before you can move forward. You know, you, you do see a couple familiar platforms on like a, on a track where they're moving back and forth. But then later you get ones where you have a circular kind of junction that you use a switch to turn. Yeah. And literally to... this appears within the last 
four screens of the game. Yeah, and there's only three of them, but it's actually pretty cool. I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. I, I'm really confused as to why this was not in any other level. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the pyramid <laughs> level or something. Yeah, this feels like something out of Mega Man. Yeah, and I thought this was a cool concept. Just wasted here. Literally three screens before the boss fight. <laughs> uh, which, you know, you know you're going to get to the boss fight because they give you a chest with uh, full health in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it's a long hallway until you see a serpent throne yes and whose throne is that it's ours right it's jafar's no and jafar flies in with his mystical aura in what i would say is a much better boss fight oh definitely um i thought this was the toughest part of the fight is the first part personally oh uh i disagree but okay that's why you know we have this show because of our constant disagreements eric i'll I'll prove you wrong here no Uh, um I mean, they both are just patterns you got to deal with. Let's start there. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he'll do an attack. You know what? I think you probably are right. I was just caught off guard by the second one. And I hate to say this, in the very moment we were talking, I was kind of remembering parts of the Genesis boss fight (laughs) as well. (laughs) Since, you know, they're almost identical in forms. So uh, in this first form, you have Jafar. He flies in. And then what? Well, he will throw his staff into the ground, yes. which will charge up with lightning and then shoot bolts out to the left and right. You must jump. Which is a weird timing because you don't do it when it hits the ground. No, you'll still get shocked. You have to you have to wait until they actually shoot before you land. Like it's kinda kinda tricksy there. Yes. And then he's flying back and forth, and you have to use that staff as like a pogo jump. Mm-hmm. And then do that awkward jump off of it onto him. Yeah, and you can catch him. When he does like a swoop down or something, but then the staff will disappear and he will sometimes summon four of those winged chicken pots. Yeah, which at first was I was like, oh, man, I'll use one of those to jump on him. Never got yeah. it to work. I, I could sometimes, but I always got hit way more than it was not worth it for me because uh, I did it once kind of accidentally at the beginning. So I kept trying to do it every time and it's not worth it. You can defeat them with a single apple. So I just blast them away. Exactly. Otherwise, they're in the way and they just it's too much. Just Apple hit them and then wait for Jafar to throw that staff down again. Yes. And after six hits, he will be defeated. Yeah. And I like the fact that it's like he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And the level's over. But we all know it's not over. Not quite. Because if you move to the right, then you start getting the the famous snake transformation. And it's it's, it's pretty cool looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's a, he's a big black and yellow and red snake, and you're actually on the floor is one of his coils. And then there's also fire now under the coils. Yeah, the, the snake will spit out these eggs that bounce, and you yes. can bounce off those to hit it on the head. But I found that extremely hard to do, like the timing of jumping on those eggs, because they are bouncing away from the snake. Yeah, it is. It is weird because they don't they seem to bounce different angles. I don't know if it's depending on the way the you know, because the ground kind of waves a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. since it's a tail. And so that's why I thought this part was a little bit harder, just because especially in the beginning of this battle, I had a really hard time jumping off those eggs and getting to it. I found that if I could if if I could get the first egg, I could almost always hit him and just do it easily. But once there's two or three on the screen start bouncing, because since they, they all go at kind of different weird speeds and angles, it can it can be tough to not take damage. But it's after you've hit him once or twice that he gets angry or whatever, that then it becomes much easier to deal damage to him. Yeah, because, well, he'll move down and strike at you, and then he's down like right in front of you, and you can just jump on his head pretty, pretty sweet. But also at some point... He starts undulating his body uh, Mm -hmm. and the coils you're standing on go way high into the air and then dip down below the flames trying to catch you in the fire. Yeah. So you just want to jump when you're at the high point. And to me, that's that's the easiest time to get at this snake. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, with the rug, you can hit him every time. Like (laughs) it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. That darn rug. And that's about it, really, for this boss. You how many hits is this? Is it another six or is it more? I think it's a few more. Yeah. I think it's eight, I think. I could, yeah, it sounds about right. But yeah, like I had trouble, you know, it took me a few tries on the first form of Jafar, but the <laughs> second time I got here, it was just like, nope, easy. Yeah, I really would wish I would have watched a playthrough of this at any point and seeing him pull out that rug. It changed my life, man. I bet. Uh, and then with the final uh, hit, man, you get to see this the snake like 
writhe in agony and die in the fire in a very spectacular fashion. Yeah. And then it kind of goes through the end of the story, right? With you trick him. Yeah. And that's the coolest part is because it's like he grabs you again and he's like, that's it. I've got you now. And then does the ending of the movie. Yeah. Which spoilers, if you haven't seen this movie from 1992, (laughs) you trick them into realizing he's not as powerful as the genie. He needs to become a genie. But of course, infinite power, itty bitty living space. Yeah, he gets sucked into the lamp and defeated forever. But I do like the fact that they go through, like they show you all these these beats of the storyline in a cutscene yeah. at the end. Yeah, with the Sultan's like, we must change the law. Yeah. You can, you can marry whoever you want. Well, and they even go through the part where it's like the genie's like, hey, you can uh, pretend to be a king if you want. And he's like, no, I'm going to set you free. And all that's yeah. in there. Even to the point where Genie tells you he's going to go around the world and comes back with his like goofy hat from yeah, Disney World. Yeah. I thought it was a really nice way of wrapping up this this uh, game. Yeah. And then after that, you do have a pretty lengthy credit sequence. It's fake credits, though, isn't it? It's not real names. I was kind of disappointed. Uh, correct. They are fake credits. Uh, you do get a special thanks to the Capcom all staff and you. Oh, baby. Classy. Plus, it tells you how many red gems you have received throughout the game. Uh, mm. For me, it was, I think, a lowly 17, 18, somewhere in there. Oh, man, I don't even think I looked. How oh, many bummer. hearts did you have by the end? Eight. Oh, okay. I had seven. Okay. Yeah. And then at the very end, you get a nice shot of the palace. It says the end. And if you let it sit long enough, fireworks will happen. Yeah. It's pretty nice all around. Yeah, good, good solid ending. Well, this is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.5. Okay, I went, I went with a 3.0, but you know, it's in the same neighborhood. It's all good. There's not yeah. nothing bad. Uh, the colors are wonderful. The sprites are good. Decent animations. Uh, sadly, we play this game after the Genesis version, <laughs> and therefore it just does not look as beautiful as the other. No. So there's that. Yeah. Next up is Play Control, which I gave a 3.0. Same here. It is a lot better than the Genesis version, but mm-hmm. there's just not much to do with it. Yeah, I, you get your your swinging off pegs and bouncing off uh posts but you know that's that's really about it i I do like that you can remap your buttons i agree but it's just there's nothing satisfying about the movement in this game after playing the other one it's kind of satisfying (laughs) but it's all very basic stuff indeed next up is challenge factor i gave this a 2.5 really that hard huh I gave it a yeah. 2.0, and that was without knowing about the the use of that rug. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you're right. Uh, the only part that's really, truly close to difficult is the very end. I will amend my answer down to a 2.0. Yeah, I mean, because you have the ability to get continues, there's tons of lives, your heart passwords. rate goes up, and there's passwords. With the passwords, I mean, if you beat your head against the level, you wouldn't be doing it for more than 30 minutes before you really make your way through this game. Oh, yeah. And finally, Nick, we have theme and fun. I went with a 2.5. I gave it a 2.0. You know, it's just that I never was like, I got to get back to that game. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't. To be honest, the fact that it was so easy was a a benefit (laughs) to it. Yeah, Yeah, where I was like, oh, wow. It's just a game I can play and it's it controls okay, which is a big step up. So, you know, it did feel good to just run through it. And I, I do want to give it credit for not overstaying its welcome, you know? True. And the levels are varied and unique. They are interesting. It's just that there's just not too much fun to be found here. Yeah, it's it's so, it's almost painfully basic. And so at the end of every show, I always ask the same question and I will continue to do so. Ugh. And that question is, should you play this game, Nick? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> You know, I don't think so either. In fact, I wrote, 
see last week's uh, answer and just go watch someone play the Genesis version of yeah. this game. <laughs> I was like, this one isn't even that. You know, like, it's definitely got better core gameplay than the Sega Genesis one by a lot. But, you know, at least the Sega had some spice to it. You know, the graphics and a little more varied level design, I guess. I don't know. So then I'm going to ask you a new question that we'll be asking from time to time. And that is, which version is the better game? Well, I think this one is actually a better game. It's it's very plain and simple, but the other one's got its its peaks and valleys. You know, the graphics are great, but it's not that fun. This one's like right in the middle. This is the porridge that I think Goldilocks would choose. And I'm going to have to disagree with you because if you're going to play one, I would say play the Genesis one because even though the actual gameplay itself is much harsher and not mm-hmm. as fun in some ways, there's the beautiful graphics, the animations and all of that at least give me something I want more of. Like I wanted to keep seeing more. I guess, man. I but see. I, like I would a, never play that one again. <laughs> but then again, I will never play either of these again. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's like, do you want bland porridge or really tasty porridge that's going to burn your mouth? Yeah. And there's a hole in the spoon. Yeah, you're going to be getting some on your good pants. That's for sure. I mean, you know, and and to to the Sega Genesis version's credit, you know, you could at least watch it and be like, oh, this looks great. You know, this one, if you were watching, you'd be like, "Eh, whatever, it's Aladdin. So I think in short, what we're saying is if we had to go back in time and try to settle any schoolyard um, arguments about this game, our answer to those kids would be they're both not that good. (laughs) So quit arguing. (laughs) Amen. folks um you know we've got a good thing going here and we're going to keep it going as uh, suggested by one of our good fans out there and next week's game is going to be the beginning of another back-to-back comparison versus mode yes versus mode and we will be playing jurassic park for the sega genesis so find a copy of that game any way you can grab your controllers and play along friends that is correct and if anyone out there wants to let us know how you feel about the Aladdin games or any other uh, comparisons between uh, system games. You know, uh, give us a give us a shout at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. We'll read that stuff, brother. We will. We can also be found on the Facebooks at Cartridge Command or Twitter on at Cart Command. And you can get in touch with us there or we'll let you know if you follow us on those platforms when new shows drop. And you can see our little 8-bit graphic heads that one of our fans said that he always imagines us flossing to our theme song with (laughs) okay i found that to be quite hilarious maybe if we can figure out how to make gifts make a little (laughs) i won't hold either of our breaths on that one Mm -hmm. i once tried to make a a a gif of my daughter with the classic uh 8-bit shades coming down oh yeah deal with it shades yeah because i i made some actual physical ones because this is how old we are nick now during spirit week at school one of the days is meme day oh whoa yeah, wrap your brain around that. So I made my kids a pair of those glasses to tell people to deal with it. And it took me hours, hours of time to make a very crappy, crappy GIF. Oh, well, you know, I'm sure it was worth it. It was. The two people that saw it thought it was mildly amusing. <laughs> awesome. But of course, at the end of every show, we go out of our way to thank those awesome, those wonderful, those amazing folks they give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Yeah, the, the, not it's only really been awesome. 200 some episodes and I can barely remember how to say it. <laughs> yeah, I bet they know how to make GIFs or GIFs. Where do you weigh in on that? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and maybe we'll change the way we pronounce it. But probably not. But, you know, we do thank those folks because without their uh, support, the show would not be possible. We are just a couple of working class guys. We do this in our spare time. And because of your support, we have the power to host the show, pay for things, equipment, you know. All the stuff you don't think about when it comes to making a podcast. Yes. But if you don't give, consider doing so. Um, every dollar counts. Every penny you give us helps us out. And if you'd like to hear more Cartridge Command, we'd love to produce more. We just uh, have to keep working our average Joe jobs. <laughs> so Maybe someday. Maybe one day we'll get a, a full-time OG RPG. And who knows? The sky is wide open. Truly would be a whole new world. 
it would. But, you know, for those that do give, thank you so much. And those that are considering, please do. And thank you in advance. Yeah. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on. Game on. Whoa. That's right. Some Football. fancy stuff. Hold on. Get my microphone fixed here. Hey, shut, shut your dog mouth. It's just a murderer. <laughs>